Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am the host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. And yes, this is really me. It's just uh, a different voice because I haven't had a voice for about four days here. And I appreciate everybody's patience, including my, my co-host on the coaching staff here, Mr. Tony D. Viss. Tony, do you, you feel like you're talking to to some pseudo-intellectual like a like a chat angel or something like that, just a completely different voice? Uh, it, it is going to be a little bit different. You know, you do sound a little bit different. I, I'm glad that you're able to. I know you had mentioned you hadn't had a voice here for several days, so I'm excited to be able to talk about a little game day prep with you. Yeah. Um, you know, coached one one game without a voice and and another game with without much of a voice. I could, uh, my, my players, I would try to say stuff to them and, and, I, lo- I love my kids to death, but they would they would start giggling at me. And I know I know they were laughing. They they weren't laughing at me, but they were laughing at me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they they weren't doing yep. it in a disrespectful way. They were just like, "Coach, you sound so weird. We we can't we can't look at you straight right now." I'm like, <laughs> I I understand. So, uh, but uh, it, it's starting to come back here. We're starting, you know, and 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 uh, listeners, I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate your patience. I was going to take a little time off over the holiday break, and then this uh, this just cold from Hades just hit uh, basically Christmas night. I was telling Tony, it hit Christmas night, and then got steadily worse, and, and, and then started to feel better, but then lost my voice, and then it, it's just been a heck of a ride the last week or so, and haven't done a whole lot, so I appreciate everybody's patience uh, with the lack of, of material, the lack of napkins. Uh, I was telling Tony, I've, I've basically been sleeping uh, going to practice and, or games and and watching film. Uh, other than that, I really haven't done a whole lot of anything. So uh, we're going to get back on the horse with, with new content, new material. Uh, we're going to get going with the Coaches Clinic on April the 1st, um, you know, and, and start putting more stuff out with that. So, uh, but let's get... Uh, Let's get let's get going here today, Tony. Episode number twenty, game day preparation. I've got a game tomorrow. You haven't had a game in about a month, it sounds like, uh, and, and now you're going to go what five games in seven days or something crazy like that. Yeah, we won't play until uh, Friday, January sixth, and then we will play four games that next week. So we almost double our games in a week here. So there's going to be a lot of game day preps coming up. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll uh, I'll let you cook first here, Tony. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. Yeah, and so that that, we, that probably won't be the last time I cough as we, as we as we go through this. I'm going to try and keep it to a minimum here. So just just giving you a heads up there, Mr. Viss. So uh, game I appreciate day prep. it. Grave day prep. Let us know, buddy. Yeah. So what we do a lot of times, you know, one of the things I remember as a younger coach is going out all over the state of Iowa to scout in person. And then uh, you know we moved out here to Eastern Iowa 11 years ago and came across this product called huddle and so huddles those things where you can access pretty much anybody's film as long as you're putting your film in there and so you know what we try to do is to get a scouting report in our kids hands a day or two before we play them and so a lot of times when we start our prep going in we've been practicing what the other team runs offensively defensively out of bounds plays so on and so forth and then the day of the game uh, we do about a 30-minute shoot-around walkthrough. So we usually start off, do about a 10, 15-minute shoot-around uh, layups, jump shots, you know, uh, shots out of our offense and stuff like that. And then for 15 minutes, 
we will walk through again just kind of a review of what we've been working on for a day or two uh with their with their you know sets and how we want to defend it and then you know what they like to do defensively and 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 the whole gamut and so that's kind of what we start there at three o'clock we'll go for a half hour like i said we dismiss them for about an hour and a half they go out you know uh get whatever smoothie get some some food in their belly whatever the case may be we want them to eat you know pretty much an hour and a half or so ahead of time so they have time to kind of digest the food a little bit then they come in at 5 five fifteen. we go through our little pre-game talk with them again we go over their personnel what are their sets and we don't try to put everything in the world up there because again kind of like we've talked before marty that whole paralysis by analysis type thing and then we usually take the floor about 5 35 or so and get our 20 minute warm-up in and then ball gets thrown up in the air tip happens mm-hmm. and we get ready to roll and so that's kind of in a nutshell real quick uh how we do things in terms of how we get ready to you know on, on game days we do uh, some stuff similar to that. Now, tomorrow's going to be a little bit different. We have a game. We're we're recording this. It's Monday night, right, Tony? Yeah, it's Monday. Yeah, it is Monday. Yeah. Yep. So completely lost, yeah, completely lost track of it. Um, but uh, we, we have a game tomorrow, and we won't uh, – and we don't have school. So uh, normally, like on a Saturday, uh, what we would do – is and we play a game this Saturday as well. So, so two different scenarios that I'll walk through for us, Tony. Um, we will uh, for tomorrow. Uh, we're going to bring him in at about nine thirty, and we're going to meet in my room, and we'll uh, we we talked a little bit about of our about our opponent today, uh, kind of the day before uh, the scouting report. So you know, so two practices before. So let's say. If it's a regular school week, okay, we, we've got school Monday through Friday, and we're playing somebody on Friday night. On Wednesday, we're gonna hit, we're gonna hit the biggest, the one thing that I think is the most important thing that we need to hit with that team, okay. Uh, otherwise, we're not gonna talk a whole bunch about them because I want to keep the focus on us. Then on Thursday or the day before, you know, our our last practice or shoot around before we play somebody. Then we get into depth on our opponent. Um, I think in my old job, when I was at Scott, I probably spent too much time preparing for the opponent and not just worrying about what we're supposed to do. Uh, That's definitely something I re-examined about my philosophy uh, in the couple of years that I sat out. Uh, And and so tomorrow morning will be our practice before we play uh, tomorrow night. And... That's when we'll put in the full scouting report. We'll watch some clips on our opponent. Um, just real quick, seven, eight minutes at most of, of clips and just hit the major themes of what we need to do. Um, then uh, one of the things that I, I took from Coach McDermott is we go right out and we walk through everything. Uh, we walk through their base offense and base defense. And here's what we're going to see. Just again, kind of extenuating that out onto the practice floor. Um, and then we go through our shoot around tomorrow. We'll wrap up talking about baseline out-of-bounds plays, sideline out-of-bounds plays uh, with our opponent. And then we'll we'll be done about 11 o'clock. So we'll be in at 9.30. We won't, we'll only be on the floor for about an hour. And it's going to be a light workout. But we're going we're gonna to cover a lot of stuff in that short amount of time. Um, 
How early do you have your kids come in on game day, Tony? We have them like we we go from we go to school from seven fifty to two fifty. So on game day, once they're out of class, we get ready to roll through our walk through from three to three thirty. Okay, um, that's and so what time does your game usually tip? We tip at six. Okay, so what time do you have them at the gym? Uh, they come back in there. We we go to our team room with our you know whiteboard on there. We we usually end up in there around five five fifteen. Okay. All right. Yeah, we have our kids come in an hour early. Um, so if we tip, if JV tips at four thirty, let's say they need to be there by three thirty. Uh, varsity needs to be in the bleachers uh, by the time the JV team tips off. Is what we tell mm-hmm. our kids. Um, our varsity um, stays out until early in the third quarter. Usually at halftime of the JV game, they'll go out get a few shots up, that type of thing. Uh, they go in. And they do whatever they do. I, I, uh, as long as we play hard, we concentrate. We're great teammates. I don't tell them what to do. Um, I, I'm not going to micromanage it that much. Uh, I, I know uh, that there's coaches that may disagree with that, but everybody and every team prepares differently. And and I don't care how you prepare as long. Now, if we're struggling to play hard, if we're struggling being good teammates, then I've got to come in and do more stuff. But, uh, at that point I, have turned it over to the kids. Um, we come in about with about four minutes left to go in the JV game. And what we do is again, up until I come in, that's their time. Then when I come in, now it's my time. And we, we have a theme song. Each team picks a different song and the locker room is quiet, and they're going over their scouting report one last time. They're supposed to be studying it while I'm putting uh, key points up uh, on the floor or on the on the board and um, getting ready to go with that. And and I really like that. I've said this before on 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 numerous podcasts. That limits me to how much I can screw them up in that time, you know, with too much information. So basically it's matchups. Uh, we're going over, uh, you know, who's got who, what are their strengths? Hey, number two likes to drive number 14. We've got to move her off the line, so forth and so on. And then we leave it to that. Um, and, and then we wrap it up pretty quick and I try not to say too much. We, we talk for five to seven minutes at most and then we go out and we we warm up and we and we roll from there. We come back in with about six. Are, are you a full twenty minute warm up guy, or do you bring your team back in during the warm up, Tony? I, when we come out at that twenty minute mark, I leave them out there. Okay. You know, it's one of those things where once it kind of gets going with us, I just let it go. I feel like you know, in the preparation in terms of the practices before the walkthrough and stuff like that, you know, it really would be just saying the same thing. A pen and a napkin university videos are just another way that a pen and a napkin can help you become a better coach. Our university video library is constantly expanding with topics ranging from interviewing for a job to full court defense to 25 universal truths about coaching. Our university videos will help you round out your skill set as a coach and help you hone your craft. Videos are $10 a piece with bundling options available. To order, you can DM me on Twitter. Send me an email at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com or order from our website, a pen and a napkin.com. Be sure to check out 
the A Pen and a Napkin video library. So you get to halftime. What's your halftime routine, Tony? Yep. At halftime, when we, we walk out, um, you know, one of the things is they go first, and then uh, what we're talking about would be, hey, who's in foul trouble? How many timeouts do we have left? Um, you know, what have they done? What have we done? What, what are the tweaks that we need to make? And then as we walk into the locker room, one of the things that's kind of nice for us is we have a little thing in there that will show us how much time's on the clock. Mm-hmm. And so when we get in there, you know, we try to get that we try to get in fairly quickly it's, it's a decent walk down the hallway but it's not tremendously far from the gym we try to get in there around that not eight and a half nine minute mark left because we had a 10 minute half time and i usually try to talk to them uh probably till there's about four or five minutes on the halftime clock and we come back out and then they have a choice of if they want to go wrap around shooting or if we want to go back to two line layups and jump shots we got to get moving again you know for a couple two three minutes before before we get ready to start that second half Uh we uh we come in and and i got this from uh from coach meyer um we give our kids a marker and while we're out talking in order to continue to engage them uh, to make them think the game, uh, yeah. we have them write on the board two or three things that we're doing well and two or three things that we need to do better in the second half. Uh, I like that. And you'd be amazed. A lot of times I come in and it's exactly what me and my coaches have talked about in the hallway. Um, our, our kids have done a really good job over the years, and I've been doing that for a long time. Um, the kids are usually pretty doggone accurate with that stuff um they uh and so we we kind of go through that and again what i like about it is it forces everybody to be engaged it forces you know they're not just sitting there waiting for us to come in they're they're conversing uh hopefully if they're not contributing they're at least acknowledging the conversation or or you know say okay i you know i'm i'm listening to the conversation and and there's going to be kids that are going to talk more than others obviously Mm -hmm. but uh we do that i come in for usually about three three and a half minutes um and uh we we go through one or two adjustments that we're going to make sometimes there's no adjustments hey we just got to keep doing this Uh, you know uh there's been a couple of times this year where we've gotten, you know, the game's pretty much over at halftime, where, where we've played some good teams and they've kicked the crap out of us. Um, and, you know, the message is not necessarily, you know, has been more, hey, uh, we're probably not going to win tonight, but we need to play well this second half to set up our game Tuesday or, or Friday or whatever it yep, may be. Build momentum for the next one. Build momentum, you know, and, and you have to put the emphasis. And if you're way ahead, you know, hey, we still have to get better these next 16 minutes or, or 20 minutes if you're a college coach or whatever it may be. Uh, we put that emphasis on that. We very rarely talk about winning and losing uh, when we get into those situations. Um, and then and then we send them out. Uh, what do you do, Tony, when you come out of the locker room at halftime? What, what are your kids doing? You know, when we come out of the locker room at halftime, you know, we walk again back down the hallway, head into the gym. And then as soon as we get ready to the floor you know there's about three four minutes left and you know like i mentioned earlier they they get a choice they can either go wrap around shooting oh, okay, uh, which yeah. is one that we do with the you know right there by the rim shot fake we work up by the elbow 
get out behind the three-point line, or they can do two-line uh, pass and return layups and jump shots. We'll work on those just to kind of get them going again. And then if we're making an adjustment to the lineup, which we do on occasion but not very often, I'm walking over, visiting with our guy that keeps the book for us, and then shortly thereafter, about 45 seconds on the clock, we'll bring him back in. Hey, remember, this is what we're doing first three or four minutes here, key, and we go through, you know, whether we're talking about turnovers or rebounds or whatever the case may be, and then talking about winning each quarter. Yeah. You know, control you can control, win this possession, win the quarter. Yeah. We come out and we do uh, we do a three-on-three, three, one more. Uh, a lot of people call it Bob Hurley three-on-three or whatever you want to call it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I like doing that because it gives us some physicality. It gives us some contact before we start the second half. Um, and it kind of gets that blood flowing a little bit more uh, instead of just, you know, doing just the two-line layups or whatever it may be there. Uh, you know, I, I like that. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. what we do coming out. So um, end of the game. You get you get done with the game. Uh, what's... Uh, what do you do at your place, Tony, after after the game's all wrapped? Yep. Once the game's over, we go back to our team room again. Uh, you know, we'll sit there and we'll start off with going up, you know, asking them, hey, what were your thoughts? Because, you know, what, what I think you're kind of talking about earlier with them, you know, writing stuff down on the board at halftime or whatever, just trying to get them to take some ownership, some skin in the game, so to speak. Yeah. And so we'll walk through, you know, hey, what went well? What went well? What do we need to continue to work on? And then I'll kind of give my thoughts a little bit. My assistant coach will give his thoughts. <sighs> One of the things that I've really tried to do at the end of a game is less is more. Um, you know, if, if you've if you've won, hey, enjoy it. Tomorrow's a new day, and we hop back in the gym, whether it's another game or practice. You know, it's t- we'll need to have let it have gone by then, and 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 go forward. You know, if it's a tough loss, you don't want to end up saying something that you regret later and have to apologize for. So it's really kind of a less is more. And I tell them, you know, you'll get my my full thoughts after I've had time to watch the film because, yeah. you know, I want to make sure that I'm saying things that are accurate and don't just get caught up, you know, like I said, in the emotion or, or whatever the case may have been. Yeah. A uh, lot of the same things, Tony. We we, uh, we give them a, a minute or two to decompress once they get back to the locker room. Uh, lesson learned in a negative way, like you said, uh, less is more. Uh, when you come in there, and and I know for a thousand percent fact that that's a mistake I have made. Uh, I, I forget where I got it from, but somebody said, you know, it, it's it's like when you throw up. Um, you feel better, but everybody else around you feels worse. Um, and and I've really tried to limit discussion of the game to two or three minutes. Now earlier this year, we we uh, we kind of had a little fork in the road moment with with our team after a game uh where i felt like we uh played just 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 we 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 kept making the same mistakes over and over again and and finally at that point we we had a little bit of a of a longer locker room uh discussion after that particular ball game and and i think it was effective and, and we've played better we've practiced better since then part of that tony is because we have kept things so short after games that they knew that when we felt like we needed to keep them in the locker room longer, uh, there was a real reason for it. Um, and, and so you can still do that, I believe, Tony. But it's something that you only do once every couple of seasons or something like that. Uh, 
just if you do it every other game, it starts going in one ear and out the other. You know, it's 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 just it, it, and and uh, but if you use it very very sparingly, uh, it can be an effective teaching tool to keep your team in the locker room a little while longer uh, than than normal because that grabs their attention. Yeah, coach, man, we must have been really bad if coach is talking for ten minutes instead of two minutes like he normally does. So, um, one of the things we tell our kids uh, if we lose. Uh, we try to emphasize, hey, hope this bothers you until your head hits the pillow, and then, you know, we got to be better tomorrow. Um, if we win, hey, enjoy it until your head hits the pillow, and then we've got to be better tomorrow. And and that's kind of the way we've tried to uh, narrow down that 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 feeling of winning and losing is is to not uh, put too much guilt on their plates if we lose a game, especially if it's a tough game. And, and we don't want to overinflate the egos if we win too much because it's got to be about us getting better again tomorrow. And that's one of the lines that, that we've used uh, pretty consistently in our post games. Uh, like you said, Tony, I, you know, if my players were listening to you, uh, they'd be like, yeah, we've heard that before. You know, uh, not going to say a whole lot until I watch the film here. I want to check out the film, uh, you know, so forth and so on. And, and so we use that a lot as well. Um, do you do any like post game awards, Tony? Uh, we don't. Uh, we we tried to do one. I had read uh, the hard hat by John Gordon, and so yeah. we had got a hard hat, painted it Kennedy green, and uh, I think we had handed out three or four times, and then. The girl was supposed to bring it back, said she lost it. And so I was like, that really kind of showed me how much it meant. And so we, we don't. Uh, what I try to do uh, each day is put out a little blurb in the announcements, and then I'll highlight, you know, a variety of things who, you know, you've got your points, your assists, your rebounds, and then who led the bench brigade type of thing. And so that's usually kind of a next day announcement type thing just to highlight those those areas. Uh, and we usually have a pretty good student crowd, and we try to make sure we thank them in the announcements there as well. Yeah, we have four or five post game awards that we get, and I leave it up to my assistants while I'm talking to the team. They're they're sorting it all out. Uh, we have our Windex woman, uh, uh, best rebounder. It took us, you know, we had to explain that one to him a little bit. You know, cleaning the glass. <laughs> uh, best screener. Uh, we got a little screen, um, and so we got that. Uh, lockdown defender and I bought a padlock and kept it in the package and and who is our lockdown defender um, what's a uh, uh, Benergy we have a packet of, of batteries and and that that's a good one because that keeps everybody involved even the kids that don't play or don't play very much they know that they can earn accolades after the game and then our, our lunchbox woman um, you know and that's kind of like the game MVP you know who played the best that night yep. Um, and, uh, you know, so that's, that's some stuff that we do uh, a couple of times. I'm almost forgot. And the girl's like, coach, coach, awards, awards, awards. Uh, oh yeah. Sorry. Sorry. So it's, it's become a, it's become a, a, a big deal for our kids. It's something that they take as a point of pride uh, along with, uh, we do our daily, uh, stirring the soup. Uh, last year it was our, our crafts, crafts woman of the week. Uh, you know, we, we passed the soup bowl around this year and, and, and those, uh, mementos um, are, or, or those awards are important to kids if you if you emphasize them the right way. So, mm-hmm. um, so that that's something that we do. So, um, anything else on post game? What, what about uh, post game? Uh, what are you doing when when you when you get home, Tony? You know, 
be honest, it depends. Uh, if we're the first game that night, because we, we kind of alternate. Most of the time we play before our varsity boys, but there are some inner city games uh, where we play second. We go with the girls have what they call JV1, JV2, and varsity. So we play with the JV1 girls uh, mm-hmm. for a handful of games. And so if I come home um, after our game and I don't stick around and watch the varsity, a lot of times I watch film and I'll restat the game. Yeah. Um, and so that that's most of the time that's kind of my routine is come back home, st- restat the game. And the other thing I like to do with them too is a lot of time during games um, – my feedback is usually kind of short and to the point. Like I don't tell them, you know, the four or five, six things they're doing well. I'm just like, hey, you need a jump stop there. Hey, can you block out? Or hey, we're wearing this color tonight. Pass it to that color, not the other <laughs> team type of thing. And so I'll go through and I'll do what I call positive notes. Uh-huh. And so as I'm watching the game and restatting it, I'll usually make like 8, 10, 12 comments, mostly positive during a quarter. I'll type that up. Then we have a Google Classroom and then they can go in and look at the positive notes and different things that go along with it. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. And then they can see their, their names in there. Yeah. Yep. So, um, it's hard. Most nights it's hard for me to go to bed without rewatching the film and reanalyzing it. And and I take a, a couple of pages of notes, uh, again, confirming what I believe coming out of it, or hey, maybe we weren't that bad, you know, and kind of that that game that I referred to earlier, where we had the little longer meeting, um, I thought, and we weren't good, Tony, by all means, we were not good. Uh, But we shot five for 42. And you're you're not going to win any games making five shots, um, Mm -hmm. uh, especially in this era. Uh, But of our 42 shots, they were 40 of them were pretty doggone good shots. And it was just one of those. Now, now again, we made plenty of other mistakes along the way. Um, but, you know, I, I came back with a little bit of a mea culpa. Was, you know, hey, we, we probably weren't as bad offensively as I thought we were. We've got to make shots, but we've got to concentrate. We have, you know, that type of thing. And, and I think, again, uh, you know, that, that, that ability to take a step back and be patient with your post-game comments and not say too much, and you don't want to dig yourself into a corner, um, I, I think that's a really, really important thing to do. And uh, watching that film, for me, I it, it's again, it's hard for me, unless I'm really, really tired or something crazy is going on, uh, I have to watch the film before I go to bed just to feel kind of whole, you know, mm-hmm. and and uh, just right, it, it's, it's just something I've got to do. So, um so yeah, that's that's my game day. That's your game. Anything else to add on that, Tony? Yeah, um, I had talked with a college coach one time, and they said kind of one of their ideas was they like to practice the more in the morning, the day before a game. So if you play on Tuesday, they would practice Monday morning. That way, they would have you know roughly eighteen hours, sixteen, eighteen hours off before they had to play, and they really felt like that was a big thing that kept them fresh and we don't necessarily have that option our freshmen usually practice in the morning not that we couldn't on occasion because sometimes they they play you know say on a monday night when we play on a tuesday night so we could come in and practice in the morning on monday and then get ready to go but that's something i'd also thought about was perhaps entertaining that a little bit would be practicing the morning of the day before a game 
And so is that something that you've ever done or, or entertained at all? Uh, I'm not a morning person, so I, I, I avoid it at all costs, uh, just personally. I, I, I feel like it's just the rhythm of the day. Um, you know, we're used to practicing after school. It's what the kids are used to. Um, and, and so we've we've always just practiced. Uh, we've, we've only practiced in the mornings only when we've had to. Uh, mm-hmm. is the way I've, I've done it. Now, um, I fully realize that I've been there, like there was one year when I was coaching college ball, this was a long time ago, back with uh, Jamie, uh, Jamie Sale at Briar Cliff. Uh, we basically practiced the whole year in the mornings because of class schedules. And once you get used to it, it's, it's fine. Um, I just don't like getting used to getting up that early in the morning. I'm a little bit more of a night owl, and I'd rather be up later and, and then get up a little bit later in the morning. But that's just me, so... You know, that was one thing that I looked at, too, is, you know, if you do that, you're kind of yanking their schedule around a little bit. Yeah. Um, but like I said, he just he raved about it. And yeah. so something I've contemplated, but I'm I'm not, you know, I like to get up and get my day going and get to work at school and, and you know, prepare for that. And so I'm just not necessarily one who, hey, let's go and practice at five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, you know, the day before a game. But I didn't know if that was something you had studied or done or whatever. No, no, never done anything like that. O- only, like I said, only out of necessity or, like I said, the, the one year I was coaching college ball uh, as an assistant coach. And yeah, we basically went the whole whole season in the mornings, and and you got used to it. Like I said, you get you got used to getting up that early, and and uh, your body clock adjusted to it because you did it every day. But I, I wouldn't do it in an on again, off again uh, thing. That's just me, and, and and I'm not criticizing somebody that that would do it that way. I'm just saying that's not that's not up my alley personally. So. Mm. Coaches, you know just as well as I do that we're always looking for new and different ways to motivate our players and programs. But sometimes it's hard to find that perfect source that we're looking for. Over the past 25 years, I've collected hundreds of handouts to help motivate my players and programs. And now I'd like to share some of my favorites with you. The A Pen and a Napkin 101 Best Handouts Booklet is now available to you for only $15. In this booklet, you'll find motivational material for all types of situations and individuals to help you communicate your values to your players and program. For ordering information, you can either DM me on Twitter or email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com for details. Europe, the the headline act at a pen and a napkin coaches clinic, 2023, the third annual, uh, reached out to Thin Lizzy this week, Tony. Thin Lizzy. Uh, the boys were back in town, but apparently they don't want to come to our town of Fort Calhoun. So Thin Lizzy, that's okay. I understand you go ahead and stay in Ireland. You do your thing. Um, you don't have to come to Nebraska. That's fine, Thin Lizzy. So, uh, Tony, are you ready for this week's trivia question? Hey, real quick, did did not having a voice for the past handful of days, did that slow up negotiations with Europe and some of these others, or are we still on schedule? Well, no, it's, it's, it's fine. Um, you know, a lot of it is done via fax machine. Um, you know, so, you know, I just take the paper, I slide it in, you know, 
that's about which about what my voice sounded like uh, when I was trying to coach. Uh, we uh, it was kind of funny. Uh, we were we were playing our our second game, and uh, we've had this kid that's been injured, and and she's finally back, and and she hits a three pointer to put us up fifteen. Uh, it was a big play, and then we jump into our press, and a girl uh, starts dribbling, and she takes a charge right in front of our bench. And it, you know, it was, it was just kind of like one of those sequences. It was like the the dagger in, into the game, <clears throat> and 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 Maley was on the floor right in front of me, and I, and I wanted just I, I was like yeah, but it <laughs> sounded just like the the grossest sound you've ever heard in your life, and and, and all the girls on the bench started laughing because usually I don't show a ton of emotion like that on the sideline, but it was it was such a big play, and I was happy for her because it's been a hard seven weeks on her not being able to play, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but the girls, the girls were making fun of me for a good thirty seconds after that. So, uh, but uh, no, the voice has not slowed it down. The fax machine is still working. Uh, we are good to go. Negotiations are still ongoing. We're still looking for an opening act for Europe. Uh, again, Thin Lizzy just as has has been eliminated, unfortunately. So we'll keep looking, Tony. We'll keep looking. Okay. So, okay. Thank you for the update. Yeah, I do what I can. So, um, here we go. Are you ready, sir? I hope so. All right. 1976, not 1776, when the American Revolution took Revolution. place. Yes. Okay. Do you know where that took place at, Tony? I'm going to go with America. There you go. All right. But in 1976, <laughs> one of the greatest sporting events in basketball history, the ABA Slam Dunk Contest, took place in Denver, Colorado. One, of course, by the doctor, Julius Irving. The NBA restarted the slam dunk contest in 1984 and a lot of people thought that dr j was going to be the winner but he did not win he finished second whom did he finish second to tony wow 1984 1984 david thompson good guess that is incorrect I think David Thompson was out of professional basketball by that point. So, okay, let's go with Dominique Wilkins. Outstanding guess, but incorrect. Huh? Would you like a Would you like a hint? It's <laughs> always good. Okay, I might be giving it away with this. Uh, this particular player um, spent the majority of his career with two teams, the Phoenix Suns and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Ooh. I'm going to go with Larry Nance. Ding, 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 ding. I, I was kind of, I, I, didn't, I didn't know if that would be too big of a hint. Uh, but uh, it was Larry Nance, yes. He did the, the two-ball dunk and threw it down, and, and Dr. J finished second, unfortunately, for him at the 1984 Slam Dunk Contest. So... Very well done, my friend. Very well done. So Blind Squirrel finds a nut on occasion. Blind World, <laughs> there you go. Uh, Blind Squirrel probably has his voice, though. So, uh, <laughs> um, Sporting event you're looking forward to this week, Tony? I know it's not until a week from today, but the College Football National Championship on the 9th, I'll have highlighted. And then the other thing that's really kind of cool right now is conference college basketball opening up i know uh you mentioned your game where you know you shot five for 42 and the other night 
Iowa outside of, I think it was Chris Murray and Rabraka, and I'm trying to remember who else, was four for 40. Uh-huh. And they mentioned that against Nebraska, they normally shot their regular percentages. They would win. They had to have a 78% chance to win that game. Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, but it's been fun watching that. The Big 12 is loaded again, as usual. Yeah. And so, yeah, just the college basketball, college men's basketball conference, basketball is, it's, I don't know, it's phenomenal to watch. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, my wife and, and our other son, Carter, were down at the Iowa-Nebraska game, and, and my wife said that uh, Pinnacle Bank was just rock. It was so loud. She said it was the loudest she's ever heard uh in, in the three or four years that we've been going down there for games so uh you know really excited for that so um what about yourself what are you going to be tuned into uh you know definitely the the college football championship i you know uh and again part of it was due to illness um but new year's eve uh instead of going out we had a couple of opportunities to go hang out with a couple different uh couple friends and with my with my illness we didn't go anywhere and it turned out not you know uh, it turned out okay in in that I just sat on the couch and, and watched uh, eight hellacious quarters of college football. Uh, it was great, you know. I mean, just just awesome, awesome. And I really didn't have a dog in the fight uh, in in either game. Uh, I was excited for TCU to win mm-hmm. uh, just because uh, their their quarterback is from across the river in Council Bluffs, uh, the Dugan kid. Um, yep. And then I thought, you know, uh, you called it, Tony, that Georgia and Ohio State was going to be a really, really good game, and 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 I I agreed. You know, I, I definitely thought it would be too. And and uh, uh, you know, I I think you know TCU's got a little uh, Butler vibe to it from yep. uh, about twelve, thirteen years ago, whenever that run was by Brad Stevens and the Bulldogs. Um, so I I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a pretty competitive game on Monday night and, and we'll see what happens. So, uh, that are, you know, basketball is in full swing. Um, you know, really looking forward to, uh, seeing hopefully our team improve. We got a big week this week. We've got three games, uh, against three, uh, pretty solid teams and, and, and we're playing better. Uh, but I know those teams are going to be playing better as well. And, and you've got the NBA schedule coming up. So we'll, we'll have a lot to talk about as far as our own teams here. Uh, when we talk again next week.